Hi, I'm Esther. And I'm Chrissy. And you're listening to Roast and Toast, where we roast ourselves as much as any influencer we love or love to snark on. Join us each week as we laugh at ourselves, call out the internet trolls, and raise a toast to anyone who's ready to take their power back. Hey, Borches. Hey, but no, I'm not going to say that word. Wait, you're not Chrissy. No. What? Where am I? You're on Roast and Toast Podcast. Are you in the right place? I, I'm not sure, but let's roll with it. <laughs> okay. Let's see what happens. Okay. I mean, we weren't supposed to record this week because Chrissy's on vacation, but you know, you showed up. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that B word at the beginning because Honey, I, I don't know, you know. It's bor- it's borch, not bitch. I understand that, but. Okay, people are probably so confused right now. Let's explain <laughs> who you are and why you're here. Hello. This is Nick. Nick is my boyfriend. Nick is the, also the producer of Roast and Toast. He's like the behind the scenes, like the Wizard of Oz, but like mm-hmm. the Wizard of Pod. Wizard of Pod, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> so we were going to do an episode because Chrissy is in Breckenborch right now, living her best life with her. What is Breckenborch? It's Breckenridge. Oh, but, okay. You know, we try to start Breckenborch, and you know, she's living her best life on the slopes. And we were we were going to skip a week, and then I had this crazy idea, and I text Chrissy, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what if Nick does the podcast with me?" And she was like, "Hell." Yes. Well, this will be fun. I know. I'm going to have no idea what we're talking about. I know, but don't worry. I know I'm very, very positive that you will roll with it. And okay. it, it could, the show could either be very great or very awkward. So, okay. Either uh, way. Both of those are going to be entertaining. Exactly. Yeah. So, how was your weekend? It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I played a lot of video games, uh, watched some movies and TV shows, dude stuff. You know, I had a, had a good time. How about you? It was great. I went on a date. You did? Yes. Who, did, who took you on a date? Um, this guy, my boyfriend. Wait, I'm your boyfriend. I know. Oh. <laughs> I went on a date. We ate. Got ste- you some surf and turf. Steak and lobster. Um, it was just, a, it was a really chill weekend. One of those weekends where we don't really leave the house, but it's just, it's nice. It's my favorite. Yeah. Me too. Well, especially after the weekend I had last weekend. So, um, so what's this podcast about this, anyway? This podcast is about roast and toast. So usually we shoot the shit. We, you know, talk about our, our weekend and then we get into our roasts because we spend a lot, a good portion of the show roasting influencers. Yeah. So we only think it's fair if we roast ourselves as well. Oh, of course. And so we, we have to do a little roast and toast sandwich where we start out the show roasting ourselves and then we either roast or toast influencers and then at the very end we close the sandwich with a toast hmm, that's that's cute yeah i have a confession to make what? as well what i've never actually listened to an entire full episode i knew you were gonna say that so i'm i'm kind of going into just for everybody listening i'm kind of going into this a little blind i always add at the beginning and I at the end and tie it all together yeah. and mix it and everything sounds great but you tell me every now and then if something needs but other than that yeah. I have no idea what to expect. Well, I wouldn't here. expect you to listen to the show because you don't follow any of these influence. You don't, honestly, you don't care. Yeah. So, like, why would you spend an hour of your week it's listening? It's not that I don't care. It's something you're invested in. So, I know, but like, when you when you did your wrestling podcast, yeah. I would 
yeah. tune in sometimes once in a while for a couple minutes when you were live, but I didn't listen to it because right. I didn't understand. So okay. don't worry. I'll, I'll walk you through. Okay. Hold my hand. <laughs> okay. So let's start with our roast. I'm going to roast myself first, but normally we choose roasts. Chrissy and I normally choose roasts from that happened during our week. Okay. We're going to do things a little differently. We're going to roast ourselves for something that happened in our personal relationship. Ooh, Br- bring okay. a little bit of our personal thing to the show. Okay. <laughs> I'm down with that. Okay. I'll go first. All right. So, obviously, I'm into like makeup and looking cute. And when you first start dating a guy, well, at least for me anyway, I'll speak for myself. I always wanted to look like cute and put together. Okay. And we were living so far apart at the time, like the commute to see each other was just impossible with my work week. And so we would see each other once a week. Yep. And so I would never really, like we wouldn't sleep over at each other's houses that, at the very beginning because Sundays were usually our day to see each other. So you always saw me like looking cute with makeup on. Mm-hmm. And then you went to go on a trip, I think it was like to San Diego. San Diego. Yeah, for that podcast convention thing. Yep. And so you had your dog, Ripley, rest in peace, at the time, and I had Rocco. And you were like, we were dating far enough in that like you felt comfortable saying, hey, can you watch, can you come dog sit my dog for me? So I brought Rocco, and me and Rox and Rips hung out at the apartment, and you, I think you were just going to be gone overnight, right? Yeah. So uh, you had left, I did my thing. I went to bed, washed my face, got in bed. And you called me at like 11 o'clock, 1130 at night, maybe almost closer to midnight, right? Yeah. I don't know why I do that. When I go to San Diego, I'll go down there and I'll do whatever I need to do. And then I realize I really just want to be back at home with my stuff. So regardless of what time it is, it's like two and a half hours away. Oh, and we were living, we were living in LA at the time. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you called me and you were like, I just want to come home. I miss my, I miss you guys. I miss my bed. I miss my apartment. I just want to come home. And I was like, okay, I'll see you soon. And I think you were actually like already on your way home too. So I, like a normal person would go back to bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got up, went into the bathroom and put on almost a full face of makeup wait you had already completely like oh yeah torn down for the night Skincare, you were in bed I was, yeah i was asleep <laughs> and i got out of bed and i put my makeup on full almost a full face not lipstick or anything but enough to you know concealer mascara all that and then got back in bed and then <laughs> and then you came home trying to be all quiet and not wake us up <laughs> And like, what did I think that you were going to like see me in the dark in the middle of the night? Like, yeah, I'm going to come in and just flip all the lights on in the house and like and, analyze my face. Right. I guess I didn't want you to see me the next morning. <gasps> how dare you not have makeup on at midnight? Well, do you remember in Bridesmaids how Kristen Wiig's character in the very first scene, she's asleep with a guy in his house and she goes in the bathroom and like brushes her teeth and like primps and gets back in bed and then pretends to be like just woken up and mm-hmm. looking fresh faced. I don't know. And there were, there were a couple times that I did that. Like the first time I ever slept over at your house, I like showered at your house and I rushed, rushed to get myself ready and get my makeup on. But while you were out in the living room watching football so that you would not see me like with a naked <laughs> face. <laughs> so that's my rose. Is that, is that a real thing that girls struggle? Is that a you thing or is that a kind of, 
Is that a thing that women deal with? I've never heard of it. Um, but what, you know, when sometimes when you think you're the only one who thinks you're a certain way or does a certain way or does a certain thing, you're usually not the only one. But honestly, I'm extra so extra so. Yeah. Probably it's not really that common of a thing. No, I think that's um, you know, all joking aside, I think that's an interesting self-esteem topic. Um, yeah. The if if it's it, obviously if it was in something as big as bridesmaids, the problem is not just isolated to oh, Esther. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bigger picture self-esteem issue maybe we're getting deep yeah i didn't even think about that yeah it's okay. yeah, I, that's why i asked the question I, huh. I said is this an esther issue or is this a, not an issue is this an esther thing or was it a yeah. uh, is this something that girls in general feel like that they have to do yeah or like they're nervous for the guy they're dating to see their real self and they have to like look a certain way yeah. to make him think that they're like i don't know cute Borches, if if you're listening to this and you've done this or like ha- or t- t- like to some extent not gotten up at midnight and put makeup on, but something like that, DM us, let us know. Yeah, let me know if I'm the only crazy one. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day from Elizabeth Banks, actually her like verified mm-hmm. uh, channel, and she had her full face on and everything, and then did kind of a it's a catfish filter, I think mm-hmm. is what it's called or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it complete she took everything completely off, unrecognizable. Wow. I had had no idea. It did not look a thing like her, like what we've come to believe and know, whether it was in The Hunger Games or it was in some of her... Uh, what was the movie where she was the morning after she was trying oh, to get back home? I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Maybe it was called The Morning After. I don't know. But any of the way. The point is, is like I, I, I've always had this interesting perspective of women and how the links that they go to to like change or modify their appearance via makeup in order to please themselves and someone else. And it's, I've always kind of been fascinated by that in a psychological way. Like why does all that effort, Yeah, you know, and and I watch you and your routines and things like that and in your self care and everything that you do. And it's, I'm fascinated by it because I, like shave my cheeks and maybe pull my hair up and, and call it a day I'm, and wash I'm your face with body wash yeah it's it's i've i you know no for sure but like i mean mo uh, now all the effort i go to i do it for myself i think too like if you are i don't know this is a whole other topic for yeah. it's a really good topic but it's it is interesting it kind of gets into body sure. image territory mm-hmm. and things totally. like that yeah totally yeah okay what's your roast um, well, since we're sticking with relationship stuff, um, <laughs> there's, there was one thing that happened since you went all the way back to like the beginning, about a month after the incident that you just described, uh, was Christmas mm-hmm. and to set the stage here, cause Nick's a storyteller <laughs> to set the stage here. You have to understand that I had not been in... This was in 2017. Yeah. I had not been in a serious relationship since 2005. And we had been dating for four months. Four months. Yeah. I had been... I had dated, obviously, but I had been so tunnel visioned on career. It was just like... I, I, you were a new dating experience that had really caught me off guard because it had been so long since I had had any kind of relationship of that caliber. And let's, I didn't quite understand the dynamics of what you do for Christmas when you're three to four months into dating somebody. (laughs) I have never been a big Christmas guy. I, I, I love giving presents, but I wasn't sure. I didn't, 
it was that weird thing of, oh, I don't want to give her too much, or I don't want her to think I'm too like crazy Stingy about this stuff. Or or, too I don't want her. Yeah. What, where's the balance with this? So I did the dude thing, and last minute on Christmas Eve, I went and got a card, and I got some candles and some chocolates. From the grocery store. From the grocery store. <laughs> And so Christmas morning arrives. Which, which, let me just, let me just interject. Yeah. We have been dating for four months, literally August 25th to December 25th. Yeah. That's a very, I feel like normal four month yeah. gift. Okay. Continue. It's not though. Cause, really? Cause you know me since it's, then and I'm a giver. So, it's, Oh yeah. You give the best gifts now. So, Maybe it was like a thing of, okay, like you set the stage for you were new. You yeah. were new to this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had to relearn how to date. Yeah. And that, that is how a did, whole deep topic. Relearning how to date when you're, when you turn 40 and like you're, you've mm. been single for the entirety of your thirties pretty much. Well, and, how to date seriously. Cause you've dated yeah. a ton of women, but dated, dated in a serious relationship. Air so quotes like, dated, but yeah, I, yeah. Not, not invested. Yeah. Is the right for way to sure. So I had to sort of, <laughs> it was a wake up call for me because that was sort of my go-to gift that required no effort. Yeah. And what I realized in the whole process was, Wow. Um, I really underperformed here. <laughs> I, and I also off the back of it, let me tell this side of it. You showed up with a couch bed for my dog. <laughs> you brought in this crate that I think it was called man crate. A man crate. Yeah. And it, 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 you literally had to open the thing with a crowbar, which made my inner engineer just go insane in the best way possible. So I'm here pry bar in this wooden crate open and it's got all kind of like dude stuff in it and body well, like wash and shade yeah, gel. Yeah, it had and, like monogram whiskey glasses. Oh yeah, coasters yes. and all kinds of shit, right? Yeah, just, yeah. I was nuts over this thing. And I like, I got you candles <laughs> and chocolates. But to be fair, like someone else could say like, oh my God, you've only been dating him for four months and you bought his dog a $200 couch and you got him a man crate and you did you got I got you all this candy and everything so like that could have been sure. way over the top I don't think you were expecting it but okay I, I it's a good roast but you also I, the best part is I even had to help you unload it all from the car when you came over that day and I was like what is all this I shit? know I remember that but the the cute thing that you did do you had that spiral staircase in the apartment and you hung up all of the stockings because I had ordered stockings for our dogs even though we were only together for four months that was of course because <laughs> you had plans but I that was a nice touch that I thought of I think the night before because I knew you were going to be coming over you and Rocco were going to be coming over yeah, and I really wanted sweet. I wanted to fill it up with just candies and chocolates and mm-hmm. treat. We I got a ton of treats for the dogs oh God, and stuffed did. them in there, and the dogs went nuts over their stockings because I've always been more about uh, take care of the kids and take care of the pets and all that stuff rather than I don't really need or want anything. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. I've never been a big a good. I've never been a good recipient of gifts. Yeah, and I'll I love to give gifts. So yeah. it's but. You've never gotten me candles and chocolates at any other birthday or Christmas or anything. <laughs> PTSD. Oh, that was a good roast. Yeah, I loved you. going down memory lane, but I know, Borches, if you're bored, sorry, this is not the Nick and Esther relationship podcast. Um, maybe that will come someday. Maybe. <laughs> but let's get into... Foreshadowing. 
hinting um i hate when influencers do that like oh my god you guys you have something so exciting but i can't wait to share and like they just talk about how excited they are and how big it is and how they but they're, they it's tease no different us than than begging for follows and likes on tiktok or youtube or any or twitch it's or just, any other platform it's yeah like, it's dumb. oh my god you guys aren't gonna believe what i have coming next make sure to follow and turn your notifications on and regardless of what platform you're on it's yeah it's and there. we're we're like just tell us when it when it happens yeah. and like don't tease it and pull it draw it out okay yeah. so let's get to the influencer let's yeah. get to the meat of the show so i'm you, curious what it's like in this world it's a very interesting world. Okay. And the first influencer that we're going to talk about is a, you either love him or you loathe him. Oh, it's a him. Uh-huh. Okay. And the Borches probably already know exactly who I'm talking about, Robbie Tripp. Do you, do you know who he is? Only from overhearing you talk about desert money yes. and his fascination with, I'll do air <laughs> quotes and say big girls. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's, that's the extent of it. So Robbie Tripp is a, I guess you would call her, call him an influencer. Um, He would call himself a rapper. He's a rapper and he's a music artist. He and his wife, Sarah live here in Vegas. Oh, they live. I think I don't, I don't want to like dox or anything, but so they live here in Vegas and I'm, you know, I know exactly where they, (laughs) of course you do. Anyway, they live here in Vegas, and his wife, she is an influencer. Her name is Sarah. Her influencer handle is Sassy Red Lipstick. Okay. Um, she's like a mid-size, you know, fashion influencer. What does that mean? Mid-size, there's, you know, you have like the, I guess in influencer world. Um, is there a range of followership range. that dictates small, medium, or no, large? No, it's like, it's like body sizes. Oh, you're talking about yeah. Okay. So, like, if I'm a if I'm like a mid sized girl, I want to go follow mid sized influencers who Got have the it. same body type and style as me. Or if I'm plus size, or if I'm like petite, you know what I mean? Got it. I thought you were talking about their followers, their audience. So, um, he is, he calls himself the rap game Liberace. What I know. I'm intrigued. Okay. okay. So he kind of first popped off when he released his first single called Chubby Sexy. Okay. A few years ago. I don't, uh, we won't go and read the lyrics from it. Every, if you know Robbie Tripp, you know the song Chubby Sexy. Basically, it's a song praising his wife for being chubby and thick and sexy and her rules and all of the attributes of like a, a bigger girl. Okay. And he is widely hated on the internet for objectifying and for fetishizing curvy and plus size women. Sounds like almost every other rapper out there, honestly. But he, but he, he's different in the fact one, he's a, such a try hard rapper. And two, like he is, it's being the, the husband of a curvy girl is like his whole identity. Like he is, he praises himself. He always talks about how he would, would be made fun of when he was younger because he didn't like the normal average size two and size four girls. He liked the bigger girls with the curves and da da da. And it's almost like he, and he's like, men wake up, you know, these are the real women the curvy women are the real ones and we need to stop like shaming them and embrace their curves and their roles and so he started this whole movement but the reason that people don't like it is because he's just like he's obnoxious with it and it's like don't tell me as a woman that i'm 
quote unquote, like the most desirable, every woman, no matter what their size is desirable. And, and he makes it like, it's his thing. Curvy girls is his thing. It's, I, it's weird. Okay. It's like strange. So, and he, he writes about it all. He has like all of his music videos, all of his pictures are him with like super thick girls. And it's, it's almost like comedic at this point. I have a question. Yeah. Putting, putting Robbie aside for Mm -hmm. a second. Is there, is is he simply on a trend? Is he simply taking advantage of a trend? Because if you look at the Cardi B's and the Nicki Minaj's and the, um, there there's several of the twerking videos and the it's it all sen- seems to sensationalize and highlight very large backsides and like all of that stuff. Is this something where he is just? noticing that like he could genuinely be into it. like i'm not taking that away from him right but yeah we seem to as a society and as an internet culture we're we we sensationalize butts and, okay but there's and, the difference right? between saying i like big butts and i cannot lie and then somebody making his entire identity around the opposite sex and like i don't need robbie tripp to tell me <laughs> that i'm desirable and that you know I'm the real kind of woman. Like sure. the women can tell the world that not sure. men. Right. And like the Cardi B's and the Nicki Minaj's, they're the ones flaunting their booty butts and their bodies. And that's amazing. Yeah. But like, we don't need a man to validate that, especially oh, a man yeah. who makes it his whole identity. But the thing about him is he's not, it's not from this like genuine place. He's very like smug about it. He's very, like that's why i'm asking the question go back yeah. to the beginning of is he just riding on this trend i really that- don't think he is okay. i really think this is like real but it's the way he goes about it and anyway the whole reason i brought him up okay. is because he has a new single coming out oh snap and like i said his first single was chubby sexy his next one is called big girl banger okay oh, and <laughs> So th- this is this is another this is a whole other layer of why people hate him because he is so oh my god what is the word I cannot think of the word oh my gosh so like into himself what's the word I'm gonna read you I'm gonna read you what he posted on his story it's a, it's a picture of him shooting a basketball into a hoop okay he says once I drop big girl banger I am very excited about all the celebrity basketball games I'm going to be invited to play in and that is when my life will officially come full circle I have seen just about every rapper and music artist play basketball in these games on Instagram and I am without question the best basketball player in the rap game I played juco ball in California and I am very difficult to guard because I am a streak shooter who can also handle the ball so much like everything else in my life I am a little confusing to guard because defenders typically assume I am a typical white boy spot up shooter but I'm actually very shifty and really thrive in my finesse floater game basically I'm the rap game at Austin J. Mills and the gatekeepers in the celebrity basketball realm won't be able to deny me after my Gordita gang on TikTok launches me to a different stratosphere of the internet nor- of internet notoriety. Did you just say Gordita gang? Yes, I did. What is the Gordita gang? Mm, that's Robbie Tripp. That, that's what I'm telling you. That's like, the, that, the, there's the, like shit terms he comes up with. So... I'm at a loss for words. You Exactly. And so is a large portion of the internet. So obviously he has trolls, right? And right. people's like speaking out against him. Like I, I, he's blo- been blocking me for like the last couple of years. 
um, because of the I've spoken about him. Sounds and, like a blessing in disguise. Exactly. So he, at one point, he was telling everyone how he's working with the FBI to i know because he has people who are like harassing him so he's like another sad another thing these sad people don't seem to understand the trolls like when these trolls waste their lives sending messages or leaving comments to someone blah 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 blah. he's like i just casually save the screenshot in an ongoing shared folder we have with law enforcement for targeted harassment and we go about our day like the FBI or like the Las Vegas police department actually cares about what trolls are posting on his Instagram. They haven't even closed the Tupac Shakur murder. You think they got time for <laughs> your online troll comment yeah. screenshots? So I'm, I'm looking at a picture. W- one more little thing to give you okay. uh, the final visual of Robbie Tripp. He is wearing a uh, rainbow Louis Vuitton matching shorts and shirt with a rainbow Louis Vuitton fanny pack. Okay, standing in his desert money compound. Good for him. This is this is the caption. You won't be able to fully understand how much I am enjoying this phase of my career until you've experienced going from breakfast at the Dior boutique to private dressing rooms at the Chanel boutique, where you're on the latest iPhone, trading emails with producers and major media corporations, while your wife is trying on this season's ready-to-wear in her sexy but elegant panties to comped valet service with the custom-wrapped Boysenberry Benz truck, that's rap game for G-Wagon, you lamos, to a private session with your celebrity tattoo artist while your fine-ass wifey orders herself lunch by the pool in the cutest little aqua bikini to ordering Nobu sushi straight to the Ocean View suite while your curvy wife is laying in your bed looking all warm and doughy with nothing but Cartier bracelets on. <clears throat> I I'm I'm stunned and I, I was listening to you read that and I first of all there's absolutely nothing with anything he said right there. It's absolutely awesome to be proud of that. The last thing that people that get to there genuinely do is go on social media and brag about it. He's a bragger. And exactly. And the people that truly achieve that level of success. I, I, so for people that don't know, I work in high tech. I know Silicon Valley investors and billionaires, people that run companies and executives and stuff like that, right? None of them are rush, rushing to Instagram to post, to lay out their day like that Half and say, don't you even, don't know life until what? A, Half of them probably don't even have Instagram. It's or they have yeah. people that post for them is really what so happens. So I I was reading you all that to paint the picture of there's a difference between a man who has a big platform and he's supportive of women women whether it be even if it's a certain category of women. Sure. But like when you're that self-absorbed and braggy and and just rude, it now you can see why people hate him. To take it all the way back to the beginning and let's please move on cuz I don't know we've given him <laughs> 10 minutes too long to take it all the way back to the beginning of the thing I said, what based on what you just kind of tied a ribbon on right there, he is doing it for him. He is using the trend mm-hmm. of, of curviness as a plat, as a thing to prop him up. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's out there celebrating anybody else other than himself. Yeah. That's my take on it. Yeah. That's a good, that's, having, I like the hot having take. never, having listened to you talk about it for five minutes. That's my take on it. It Good doesn't take. sound like a genuine thing. Okay. Well, I you know what? I like that point of view. 
And I'm pretty sure that people will agree with you Nick's on that. Nick's hot takes. Nick's hot takes. Um, okay. So the next influencer that we're going to talk about, her okay. name is Peyton Baxter. She's a little like Southern blonde belle from, lives in Knoxville, Tennessee. Cool. And this weekend, the uh, ACM awards are happening here in Vegas. Okay. And Amazon Prime Video is exclusively live streaming them. Mm. I think usually they're hosted by like CBS or something like that. But this year, Amazon Prime Video is doing the, it. The Country Music Awards? Mm-hmm. No, that's usually um, no, CMT, no, no, no. isn't it? The Academy of Country Music Awards. Oh, okay. There's the Academy of Country Music Awards, and then there's the CMAs, which is the Country Music Association. That happens in Nashville. And those are usually on CMT. Then there's the CMT Awards. <laughs> I think... Th- it's gotten out of control. I, I know. I think the ACMs are on ABC. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, this year, Amazon Prime is hosting. So a handful of influencers were invited to do their thing. And Courtney Shields is going. Moo um, Moo Macaroons is going. And Peyton Baxter is going. As long so, as you guys understand that I have no idea who these people are. You do not have to know who yeah. they are. Okay. Um, this is going to be a quick little roast. So Peyton's there on a work trip. Okay. She's there because she was invited and she was like, you guys, I got invited to the ACMs and she's like, it's called the American of country music awards. And, (laughs) and she's like, and it's, it's airs at 8 PM Eastern time on Monday. And then she corrected herself like in writing on her stories and she's like actually it airs at 7 p.m eastern time and the trolls were roasting her because first of all she said it's the american of country music awards this girl's from academy of country music it's the academy of country music awards and she originally said the correct time but then retracted it and put the wrong time and everyone's like you're there on a work trip like can you get the most basic name of the thing that you're there right <laughs> and she's from tennessee and loves country music yeah, it's knox county though but, they don't really count as tennessee but, but it's a it's a friendly roast because i can't even tell my left from my right yeah so so i don't know i i, I gotta laugh about this one because I, it's it's funny did you know that the to put this in perspective and i'm from north carolina originally so i can i can say this when i was joking about knox county not being as nashville memphis those chattanooga those are big knoxville is like did you know the mayor of knox county is a professional wrestler no no i didn't but how do you know that because he's glenn jacobs known as kane <laughs> of course you know that and he's anyway i was just now that's not to take anything away from glenn from jake uh, mayor jacobs um jesse the body ventura was the governor of minnesota for for a couple of terms so it's it's not to say that i'm just my point is is like it's it's knoxville it's like two exits okay yeah it's but wait, why are we talking about Knoxville? You, you told me you said something about. Oh yeah, that she lives in Knoxville. Yeah. Oh okay, and you were giving the background of Knoxville. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> They're also not very open-minded in Knox County. Oh yeah. okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Little tidbit of information. Yeah. So that that was just a quick quick roast. Love Peyton. She's very sweet. I not that I know her personally, but it was kind of hilarious how she's there on a work trip and it's like, girl come on yeah but she rolled with it people called her out and she rolled with it she was like thank you for correcting me (laughs) um all right so the next topic is an influencer who i know you probably have never heard of but in this world of roast and toast in the influencer world she is 
another very polarizing influencer, and most people do not like her. Okay. Her name is Danielle Bernstein. Okay. She lives in New York. New York? Yeah, I think she lives in New York. Um, she is a fashion designer, and she is the creator of the brand called We Wore What. That is her clothing line, her fashion brand. Does she live in New York, or does she live in the city? The city. It's okay. I'm sure. She, yeah, she lives in the city. Anyway, um, so... The reason she's so hated is because she has been called out and is actually, I believe, still involved in a lawsuit, um, called out multiple times for ripping off other brands. Um, and Like their styles, their prints? Their prints, their, their styles, and small brands, um, brands that are owned by women of color, mm. and... Uh, there is one right now. I can't remember the name of it, but I believe they're still like their lawsuit is ongoing. But a lot of them are smaller brands where she uh, would reach out to the to the brand and say, oh, my God, you know, I love this topper. I love this. And they would send it to her so that she could wear it okay. and show it to her, you know, all of her millions of followers. And then, you know, you know how influencing works. Yeah. And then however many years later. Danielle would magically come up with a dress or a top or a bathing suit like spot on to that one that the designer had sent her. And this is, this has happened like so, so many times. So, uh, she has a, her new swimsuit line is launched like last week, I think. And uh, she posted a thirst trap picture of her in her a new bikini from her new bikini line um, with a caption that was boasting about how you can like make money and live your dream while still being a philanthropist. And I'm just going to read the original caption. Um, she said, when I say you can do both, I truly mean it. You can post about fashion and post about world issues. You can raise awareness for your new collection while also raising money to give back. You can go about your day while also showing compassion and reaching out to others. What's going on in the world right now is terrifying. And I know posting a photo in a bikini isn't helping anyone. But you know what will? The proceeds from this swim launch going towards... Going towards and on the ground organization in Ukraine. Stay tuned for more on the give back for this collection. And I noticed she, she didn't name the organization. Yeah, she came under major heat for being for using her someone said it better than I ever can. Um someone said, "Be honest. I have no problem with her launching swim and giving back, but don't say you're launching so you can give back or encourage people to buy shit clothing so you can give back when you can encourage them to donate the full amount directly to the organization. I'm sick of the narrative that people need something in return for giving. Just give. And that was said... I don't necessarily agree with that, to be clear. I mean, there's okay. there's ways, that there, there's reasons that you channel things through a business because oftentimes there will be a match. Like with my employer or with a lot of other big tech companies right now, they're doing a one-to-one employee match for anybody that wants to get, a, a, some of them are doing four and five to one. So any, if an employee gives $100, they'll, they'll match it and give an additional $500 on behalf of that employee. So they're... But be you have to be really transparent with yeah. where it's going, who it's for, what's the organization's name, when will it get there, all of that stuff. But also, those companies, they are not, they're not 
selling a product like she's saying like buy my bikinis she's using her bikini launch to promote this charity and that's the kind of the shady part of it because a portion of the proceeds go to whatever she can't is that what it is yeah she came under fire for it and she completely she erased her caption and she changed her caption to this almost every single we wore what launch has given back hundreds of thousands of dollars to an extremely important cause. And I couldn't be more proud of that. This will be no different. Two days ago, our team sent $250,000 worth of refugee relief to Ukraine because of the current situation. We are delaying our launch date and making a second donation of $5,000 to our, we gave what, I guess that's for charity. We gave what partners global empowerment mission today because we know it's needed now once we release the collection okay so i guess it's not launched yet once we release the collection we will provide additional support and a third financial donation with a portion of proceeds and the fact that she changed her caption so quickly so there's an account and the the account I just quoted, not Danielle's, but the other one, it's a it's an account called Rogue Essentials, and it's one run by a woman named Heidi Kaluza. I'll explain about her in a minute. Okay, but basically, she the caption I just read to you that the second caption that Danielle Bernstein posted, um, Rogue Essentials says this is not true. Her team didn't send two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. She hosted an event that raised 250 Allegedly, I see no receipts. And no info was shared about where it went. And there is no possible way her launches send hundreds of thousands of dollars every launch. Get off it and get your math right. And Danielle's comments are turned off. Lots of people are working, donating, and sharing information without trying to profit from it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that is the big issue that everyone has. And... Uh, Rogue Essentials goes on to say, I forgot about this person for a while and I'm sad she made her way back into the media sphere. Her business embodies so much of what's wrong with influencing, including portraying a very false and misleading portrayal of impact. And there was a a bunch of other stuff. She said, um, "You, to be clear, you do not need to buy something like a swimsuit in order to fund global empowerment mission. You can just donate what you would have spent and then you don't have to worry about where it goes when it falls apart. She's talking about Danielle's thing. Right. Um, but she has some really good points just because it, it just feels so shady what Danielle is doing. And the whole point, like you said, when companies do that, they have to be so transparent. They oh, have big time. You have to file all that stuff. And you have right? to show receipts. You, and you basically have to open the books completely. Exactly. And when you're dealing with anything that is, oh, this is a whole rabbit hole we could go down. This is one of those, like, if we were to have an episode where Nick explains stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem with, you have to be careful, listeners, with charitable causes mm-hmm. and, and charitable foundations because if you look at some of the big ones, like whether it's anything from Wounded Warrior to Susan G. Coleman to any of these, like real talk about 10 to 15% of the money that they bring in actually goes to the causes they represent. Mm-hmm. The rest of it goes to running up a company. It's a mm-hmm. business. It's, it's at yeah. the end of the day, you're paying salaries, you're paying staff, you're uh, paying bills, power, electric, you're paying all that stuff. You still have to run an office. You still have to do all of those things. But so... 
in or, I'm, I'm saying this to align with using a launch of a piece of kit, whatever it is. If I wanted to sell a Nick's micro, new microphone, or if she wants to sell a bathing suit, not 10 to 15% of the proceeds, maybe mm-hmm. would, it would end up in that. I like the comment that you read where they said, just give. Yeah. You don't, you just give. You don't have to go through some channel. I, anytime I do that, I like to go through either my employer or a company that is one to one or two to one or mm-hmm. five to one matching whatever I contribute, whether or not I buy something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and to that point, um, someone DM'd Rogue Essentials and said, can you confirm where the $250,000 came from? Who donated? And if those supplies have in fact been sent, would love to share receipts with my audience. And she said, I'm super curious. I love that the We Were What team facilitated these donations, but there has been no transparency. I've searched all over the We we gave what website to no avail. Um, we would love to see receipts and more detailed info about how much has been given from each launch. What org has, has it always been global empowerment mission and also how donations made directly to we gave what are used. Although that's not quite as pressing. She says um, that she's planning to do a whole series on this and um, someone DM'd her and and basically said it seems like you're wasting a lot of time. You're just trying to cancel someone and be mean by continuing to dig. And this is the part that made a lot of sense to me. Okay. Um. She said, "I'm not sure what to tell you because this message, because this message strongly dictates you are eons away from being able to understand." but I'll try. It's not mean to ask for accountability when a large influencer shares incorrect information to inflate her public status in order to gloss over her varying, as in double-digit, offenses. She has photoshopped her body, then spoke on body image panels, vowing not to do it anymore, and then she continued to Photoshop. She ripped off independent designer after independent designer, mainly people of color, and is at least... is and is in at least one legal battle where she is losing for copycat design. If she's going to claim that she donates hundreds of thousands of dollars from her launches, sent 250K in supplies to Ukraine, and pledges proceeds are to be donated after her launch, she needs to provide proof, and she needs to represent that authentically to her audience because it is all to sell her fast fashion line, which exploits. The donation is fantastic, but the portrayal of the donation is insidious, and I hope you can understand that. I agree. She said that so well. So to sum up this topic, because I don't want to give Danielle Bernstein any more of our time, um, I'm just going to give a little quick background of who this Rogue Essentials is. And obviously, just like in every single episode, we're going to link all these accounts so you can go follow them yourselves. But her name is Heidi Kaluza, like I said, and she shares her story about her journey as a fast fashion influencer to sustainable and ethical fashion. And um, there's a highlight that you can go check out. Her story is saved under her highlight called About Me, but she basically, she shares how she lost a lot of followers when she made the switch to on her platform f- from fast fashion um, and partnering with like a lot of the big brands that all the other influencers partner with. Um, and she said it didn't matter because once she made that switch, she said revenue, engagement, and opportunity would come from consistent influencing with integrity. Mm. Okay. And um, she's also she also has a highlight on her page um, with all the we were what 
details of all of this thing that's going on and she's doing updates. And then one other sustainable fashion account that I absolutely love that I've been following for a few years now um, is Fashion Without Trashin, Jade. And you don't know who she is. And Before we move on, yeah. can I throw one more thing out there real yeah, quick? Yeah, of course. I know you're, there's, there's people out there that are into sleuthing. Oh, uh, yeah, for if sure. If I'm not mistaken, 501c3 organizations, charitable nonprofit organizations are required to file give things that they give with the IRS, which then kind of opens the books transparently. The problem is it's not going to be till a year from now and tax year 2022. So you're by that time, the the moment will have passed, but there will be a few people out there that will be able to look back and see where that $250,000 went. You don't think that you were born for an influencer podcast, but you're, <laughs> you're damn good at this because you know why there is an account and the account, the reason I found out who Rogue Essentials was is because of the account Diet Prada. They are like, they're like a fashion watchdog who exposes like fashion foul play and copycat designs. Okay. And I believe it's on the Diet Prada web or website, the Diet Prada Instagram, where someone points out that exact thing about the C5031, 2345, whatever you said. 501C3. Yes. Yeah. The 501C3. It's a classification of a nonprofit yes. charitable organization. And yes. I think, and I'm saying I think, because I do not want to misspeak, but I believe they said that the We Gave What is not a 501c3 or Danielle's company is not one of the two. And everybody needs to immediately stop giving them money, period. Okay, but I'm I'm saying, and don't like take our advice, go go do your research. I I was, there was so much information to absorb about, the, about this topic that I think I read that, but now I'm very curious and I want to go back and look. But yeah. if that is the case, then yes, people yeah. shouldn't donate. Um. But yeah, and the last account that I wanted to give a shout out to was Jade at Fashion Without Trashin. Um, she is also a sustainable and ethical influencer and she has a whole highlight on what she and her company are doing to support and donate to the Ukraine. So Fashion Without Trashin and Rogue Essentials, two really, really, really good accounts to go not only follow, but if you guys want to donate, if you want to do anything, um, they are like on the up and up. So, um, somebody DM'd me. How long have we been recording? 45 minutes. Oh my God. Okay. We have time. Yeah. Somebody DM me and asked for a recap of the love is blind, uh, reunion show. <laughs> He's shaking his head. <laughs> Oh listen, man! Listen, we'll do this fast because you know what? Technically, I'm being a little over dramatic. I know you I, are. You're I, so I sat dramatic. through and watched it, and I gave my own color commentary throughout the whole thing. And okay, I just, but you're acting like like your arm was twisted to watch it, and you loved it. Come on, you love drama. I like the experiment in the pods, but yeah. by episode two or three, by the where they get out of there, it's like I'm over it. Yeah. So. um I guess it could fit into the podcast because one, one of our listeners asked for it and we want to give the listeners what they want. And two, um, you know, these people are all going to be influenced, especially Shayna. So if you haven't watched it or you haven't finished it, skip ahead because it's a spoiler, but let's just, let's just share a couple of our thoughts from the interview. We both hate shake, shake the snake. Oh, hate's a strong word. Okay. Well, strongly dislike. Okay. But hate, or shake the snake. I would never associate with him. It's it's different. I think it's we we like to say that we like to throw that out there. But I just I it's just not somebody I would ever associate with. 
in no, any way. and like his true colors really showed, and I love how every single person on the reunion called him out on his bullshit. Yep, every single person. And I appreciated that. Um, apparently, deep from what we un- from what we now know, we got the diet version of Shake on the TV show, the watered down version, watered down version of Shake. And someone sent me a screenshot. I think it was Shane had posted this to his Instagram that said like, I have receipts and I don't know what that was about, but I'm wondering if it was about like, uh, Shane has receipts of things that shake said about deeps. Mm. I wonder if that's what that means. So screenshots. Yeah. Listen, I, I don't know when we got to this level of, I'll call it influencer, status of culture or whatever where just by being selected to be on a a, a lottery out of on a tv show some reality tv show automatically you're going to become an influencer of society and what products brands use you to promote like where the hell did all that come from and it really started with the bachelor it did start with the bachelor and because you- all of a sudden we started instead of bringing in this is where the bachelor went wrong in my opinion if we can do a quick totally. side segue of course we can we stopped going and finding like the mega rich playboy thing that they sold us in the beginning. Like mm-hmm. the, this guy, he's so busy and he's got so many companies. He has no time to date and he just wants to find love. Like all of that's what they, that's what the bachelor promised in the first few seasons. Mm-hmm. At some point we started and then we brought in the bachelorette, which was great. Love that. And then we started recycling the people that didn't get, picked so the people that got second place in participation trophies next they weren't good enough but they're good enough for the next season and then after you do this for like six eight seasons now Mm -hmm. you've just gone down this you've just diminished everything that the bachelor but now for some reason people want to go on the show because they know that after it whether what whether they find love or not whether they they're going on not going on the show to find love they're going on the show to become an influencer 100%. because they know the audience will follow them and all of that stuff and they're going to make millions more than they ever did by being on the show on Instagram and think about it what do people love people love drama yep. the housewives the just the bachelor all of those shows and you have your heroes and you have your villains and you have the people that the audience hates and the people that the audience loves and if you are one of the people that the audience loves you're going to have millions of people following you aka dollar signs for brands and of course you're going to want to become an influencer because the brands want to make the money the uh, reality tv show person wants to make the money and it's it's, it's all money it's all money of course it's all money and it's all produced as well because remember on the reunion uh for about love is blind when um shane was going to propose to natalie and then they actually sent shana in and shane got them confused 100 percent that was staged because when you're like further into dating someone on that show, you can request who you have brought the room. So right. Shane requested Natalie. He requested Natalie come back so that he could propose to her. And then Shana walked in. Well, how do you think that happened? Producers. 100%. And on the show, um, my sister actually pointed this out to me. I didn't notice it, but I showed it to you and we both noticed it. Yeah. How Kyle spoke up and was like, well, how did that happen? Like Shayna walking in instead of Natalie and Vanessa like really quickly changed the subject and she's like, yep. oh, okay. Like, so like, come on, we know 
And I feel like Shayna was put on the show. Like every season has to have like the gasoline on the fire. She was for sure. She and Shake were the were the villains because she was like super shady behind the scenes, like saying one thing to Natalie and then going behind her back. Um, you know who I think could have an amazing turnaround if she hasn't already uh, from the entire show? Mallory? Ayana. Oh, wait, why? What do you mean do you an amazing turnaround? remember how throughout the entire show this season, they portrayed her as this kind of quiet, squeaky mouse, introverted, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, delicate thing? Yeah. Seeing her on the finale with her, I mean, she got her braids, she had her full hair done, she looked stunning. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's that um, introverted little squeaky mouse anymore. I think I think a woman has has been born out of out of that show, and I've I've seen an evolution from Ayana, and I could see her being a wonderful influencer with good kind of moral standing and going through the experience that she did as a woman. Uh, as a person of color as well. So mm-hmm. I, there's all, like, I think she could potentially be one of the surprise hits on social media after the season that none of us would have expected. Totally. And I honestly never even, like, I love that that view that you have of it because I thought, like, you used the word portrayed. We all know how heavily edited the show is. Like, that's your version, but also what if she was never like the way she was portrayed and they portrayed her as this like mousy character and Jarrett was this like big outgoing like party guy and they played that up, but really, but I don't know. I kind of like your version. Yeah. No, I, like I think the, she, it was her saying yeah, when she like would describe herself. Change. Yeah. And, and they did say on the reunion, like Jarrett stays home a little more now. She's like, I'm going out a little more now, but, um, uh, most of the people on the show, I think really went into the experiment with the intentions of like not only trying to find love, but like trying to maybe discover themselves in a little bit of a way. Sure. Um, but yeah, they were, they were my favorite couple. Yeah. And I, I think if you look at the potential couples that we had out of, we could have had Shane and Shayna, that would have been a wild weekend, but it would have fizzled out. <laughs> yeah, for right? sure. We could have had Jarrett Mallory, uh, that would have been a wild weekend. Would fizzled have fizzled out. out, right? Or it would have just turned into like bro fest where they're going to games. Kind of like what she was describing how yeah. most of the people she dated in the past were, right? Yeah, totally. and it, it it ends up becoming a bro game, bro thing, and you just there's nothing there. So I think that would have fizzled out. Yeah. Um. Oh, and we have to talk about how Kyle called out Shayna for wasting his time because this is this is the issue that I had. She went on and on and on and on about how she can't marry him because. She, he's not a Christian and it would right. be this big point of contention and they had this whole interview with her and the second she broke up with Kyle because she was a quote Christian and blah 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 I'm saying air quotes not to diss Christians but because that that was her whole spiel was that she was a Christian and that was her most important relationship with God and he wasn't and they were, could not be compatible and the second she broke up with him the first word out of her mouth was Shane yeah such total bullshit. They had that meeting in the park in Chicago by the by the river, and then they, it was religion this, religion that. It won't work. It's not compatible. And oh, bye. And then the next thing they cut to is, I can't wait to be able to talk to Shane. And exactly. Like, and then mm. at the reunion, it was super awkward because Vanessa asked Shane, like, "Hey, have you and Shane met up?" And instantly, said, I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about this. And got so they got so awkward. And then so Vanessa directed the question to Shana. 
and Shayna was like, um, it was just a friendship. It was nothing romantic. And Vanessa was like, I never even asked that. Like that wasn't the question. <laughs> <laughs> like guilty. Yeah. Right. <sighs> anyway. I, I, I don't know what to think of being, being an, an atheist myself. I sympathize with Kyle. I've tried to date women that were, uh, believers and Christians and, and like that before. And it's, when they're when they're as on it as Shayna portrayed herself to be or is, um, it's it's near impossible. It it's, is. It's it's not something you're going to overcome, no. and it's not something you can compromise on. Like everything that Kyle was trying to say or do, I'm not sure where he was coming from. There is probably from a good place, but yeah, I think he just really really liked her and, and wanted to make it work. And it's almost kind of like sacrificing maybe your own like sacrificing yourself just to be with someone else which i don't know i know that happens a lot yeah. but it's it's the same thing if if you marry someone like who wants kids and you don't or yeah. vice versa totally. exactly but and, and it's no hard feelings it's not a oh my god you suck kind of no, thing but the hard feelings were because she wasted his time and she knew i'm sorry i'm sorry let's just say it like it is they saw each other for the first time at the reveal yeah. And she was not what he thought. And it was all about looks, just like with Shake. Yep. And she would never freaking admit it. But come the fuck on. If that was Shane who walked out, she would be all over that shit. Yep. So. Yeah, like she was when they finally met in person at the lake. Exa- exactly. Bingo. Totally. All right. So that was our, that was our quote. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm a little overdosed on on trash TV right now. I'm 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 a little exhausted of it. Yeah, honestly. But there is that new show coming up, The Ultimatum, which is super fucked up. But you know, I'm going to watch it. You might be on your own. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Um, Okay, so now we have come to my favorite part of the show, which is our game called Two Trolls and a Lie. So I've heard a little bit about this. I had you you had to tell me about it so I could do my my research. <laughs> it's not really research. Okay, so this is our game that we play where we are going to read each other three comments each. Two of those comments are real troll comments. Yep. One of them is a lie that we made up. And so we have to guess which one is the lie. Now, when you do this, do people actually go out and try and find the comments on any of these sources? I don't know. I really don't know. But a lot or are of they it, just like, do they just play it at face value and play the game? I think they just play the game okay. at face value because it would be sometimes Chrissy and I pick comments from years ago. <laughs> okay. So, um, so we will post the day before the show airs. We'll post our two trolls and a lie. And then you guys can guess which one do you think the lie is, and then listen, tune into the episode to find out if you were right or wrong. So, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll try. Ooh, I'll okay. try and go first. Okay. I'm, I ain't scared. Okay, I'm excited. Uh, so I just read you the three different comments. Just read to me the three different comments. Just make sure there's no names or anything in there. Okay. And then I have to guess which of the three is the lie. Okay. Like your guess it right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Mix this up a little bit. Now or never, baby. All right. So here's the first one. Okay. And this is, quote, (laughs) Did anyone else shudder when she licked the dripping pistachio milk off of the bottle's mouth? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here's the second one. I'd like to see what's dead under the mounds of clothes at the bottom of her closet. Okay. 
Okay. The third one is probably getting her rack redone. The GoFundMe must have reached its goal. Ooh, okay. I'm going to say number two is the lie. You're right. <laughs> is that because you just, you, you hover, you, you stay on so, these sites and you read all these comments? Or no, no. How did you? No, actually. One, because I know you. Yeah. And, you're when you speak about other women, you're very respectful, and I don't think you would just say her rack, right? Like me and you, when we're talking, we say booty butt, but on the podcast, you say they're her backside. You're very respectful, so yeah. I, I automatically knew when you said rack that you did not make that up. That's not mine. Yeah. And the pistachio milk one, I feel like I read that somewhere. Who was that one about? I don't, I don't know. I don't oh, remember. okay. I thought you were going to write them down. It was some. Uh, I don't remember. I didn't write that. That's down. okay. No. That's okay. <laughs> but your lie was that was really good i could yeah. totally see that being a troll comment for real you're a good troll well thank you okay i'm gonna read mine all right ready so i have to guess which one of these is, is a the lie. lie okay yes which one i made up <sighs> okay <laughs> okay how did this idiot give birth to three children but she's terrified of a tiny needle i don't understand this okay. number two I can't stand how she thinks she's so cute doing her reels. All of her outfits are outdated and her poses are so juvenile. Okay. Number three, how does she plan on having kids if she doesn't even know how to cook a single meal? Is she going to buy them Chick-fil-A every day? Which one is the lie? I want to say the third one is the lie. Is that your final answer? I always ask Chrissy that. Final answer. Okay, number two is the lie. Damn it. <laughs> I need the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> number one was about Rachel Parcell. She got Botox and she had to have nitrous oxide. Oh, God. And then number three was about Champagne and Chanel. You wait, you got a little underskin injection and you had to have but nitrous? It can be painful, though. But yeah, that's, that's pretty over the top. But to be fair, I, have to, I used to have nitrous oxide sometimes to have teeth cleanings because I yeah, hate the dentist. That sucks. This is like a little, like sticking a little safety pin under your skin. <laughs> like, I, did, did you do that as a kid listen, where you would like put a safety pin in your listen, callus Listen, Linda, stuff? yes. Listen, you don't even know the difference between Botox and fillers, so you can't... Okay, you dude. Can, <laughs> you All can't right. speak on that issue. <laughs> All right. Um, that that was fun. I really liked your tutorials and Okay, so we are at our toast. So... Remember I talked about the sandwich. We're at the point of the show now where we've roasted people, we've talked shit, and it is now time to give our toasts of the week. Okay. So, um, I'm really excited about my toast. And this is someone that you actually follow as well. So I'm very excited. I feel like we discovered her in parallel almost at the same time. Yeah, I think so. Because it's so weird. Like you'll be sitting on the couch and you'll be watching a TikTok and then two minutes later I'll be scrolling and I'll see the same TikTok and vice versa. Yeah. 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 So the influencer that I am toasting this week is called her account is called Vegas Starfish. Now, I I know this is a Vegas influencer, but hear me out. Her name is Jen. And Jen has been in the casino industry for 15 years. She has a TikTok account. I absolutely love her TikTok account. She reviews all of the best like restaurants and attractions and casinos and 
just hotel rooms and everything in Vegas. So if you live in Vegas or if you are coming to visit Vegas, she is such an amazing resource. Just sometimes just like to watch for fun because Vegas is so fascinating. Yeah. Um, but she, in addition to her TikTok, which obviously is free and gives so much amazing information, like she did. So like last night we went to a restaurant and they have, like, I swear you can get anything here. They had $19 steak and lobster. Yeah, it and was we, delicious. Yeah, and we found her, we found that because of Vegas Starfish and we were like, all right. And it's half a mile away from our house. Literally, like <laughs> it's going to become, and then there's a dive bar right next door that right. we go to and have drinks while we're waiting for a table. But like we were thinking, you know, we'll we'll try it out we're, we have no expectations and it wasn't bad it was really good yeah. actually so she knows her shit so she has actually a 54 page guide i think it's like 30 or 35 dollars that you can buy it's a pdf no it's cheaper because the 35 dollar one gets you the the messaging service the, oh yeah that's what i was gonna say included yeah. so i think it's ten dollars right just the the plain guide but she has a guide and a concierge service for 30 or $35 where the guide gives you all of the Vegas inside info, like where to find the lowest price on hotel rooms, all info about all the pools, where to find giveaways, detailed restaurant information, um, like hidden bars and speakeasies, um, new attractions, all of that stuff. And then like if you buy the guide along with the concierge service, you can text her 24 seven and she will make reservations for you. She will answer questions about the weather. She'll give you directions. She will even like give personal anecdotes of casinos or slot machine yeah. machines or anything like that. Um, this isn't one of those guidebooks either that are full of oh, coupons and no. ads and all of that kind of stuff. Like, no, like legit, she made this guide herself. And she This is a true Vegas insider that has worked in the casinos and in the restaurants and knows Vegas inside and out. Yeah. Like legit. Yeah, and she even says she is not affiliated or partnered with any brand because yeah. she's always very wary of those types of things. And all of her recommendations are 100% her own that yep. she, either she has gotten information from other people or experienced it herself. And when I tell you, this girl knows Vegas. I mean, it's probably, there's one more account. I think it's called the, the Vegas Influencer, but Vegas Starfish is, I mean, the be all and end all. Yeah. So if you're going on a bachelorette trip, if you're going on, you know, any, if you're coming to Vegas, check out her TikTok. You know, even if you don't buy the guide, just check out her TikTok because you'll find some really cool places. It's amazing to me how much different um, concierge desks and services are in Vegas than anywhere else in in like bigger cities. Mm -hmm. um, you really only see this in Europe and and the UK and London specifically, where I've seen it before. Where you can literally walk up to the desk and go, "I want to do this," and they just get here's three choices you have. I'll have a car here in twenty minutes. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff. Vegas is is very much like that. So if you've if you've been to Vegas before and you've just gone and checked in and gone up to your room and then just kind of wandered on your own, you might be missing half the experience. Use the concierge uh, mm -hmm. because and and have a, a ten or a twenty in your pocket to hand them when because they'll they'll have a car out front for you. They'll have uh, drinks or champagne in the in the car for you. 
seriously. So I think what she's offering is kind of that virtual concierge that's perfect, universal exactly. and abstracted away from any particular properties or favoritism or bias towards any brands, but you can send a text to go, I want to do this Yep, and have all of it lined up. For and you. especially if you want to do off the beaten path stuff. Totally. Right, totally. like everyone's been to Vegas and done the strip thing. If you want to go experience like the 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 Vegas that we the live in, right, every day, or, downtown, or just or Main downtown, Street, right? yeah, Fremont Street, or just anything like yeah. that, um, she is your girl. And actually, to your point about the whole like having a twenty dollar bill, absolutely tipping all the time. But she, her fir- the first thing she explains away is how a lot of the time people think they can just like slip the front desk check-in person like a 20 and get upgraded. But I'm, how I'm guilty of that. But like she bl- she busted that myth. Yeah. 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 But that was back in the day. You don't do that anymore, do you? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, she's my toast. So go follow her. I'll link her Vegas starfish on Instagram and TikTok. She's amazing. Yeah. I uh, love, love Vegas starfish. Yeah. Hi, Jen. <laughs> uh, mine is my roast is someone that actually your audience is likely to have never heard of before oh really he okay. is he is an ex vine uh viral vine star mm-hmm. for those of you that have been around the game long enough to know and he and his wife are musicians he plays guitar and sings backup and she's a vocalist mm-hmm. um they had a really hit song uh, that went, or a vine, I should say, that went viral for, based on with a song that they wrote, ended up working with brands like Coca Cola, Nike, to do like brand jingles wow. and all of this stuff. Did really well, and then bang, vine was gone overnight because the big whales, vine bet big on like five big viners, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So imagine if Instagram only ever really sent all of the ad money to like five people. Damn. Right? Yeah. It would be, it, the minute they flame out, the, the, the whole thing goes, comes crumbling down. It's all, it's a whole house of cards metaphor. So anyway, what happened with Vine is those big whales figured out that they could go live stream on the next big thing that was coming up, which was Twitch and live streaming, mm, right? Okay. So um, the, the person's name that I'm referring to is Harris Heller. Okay. Uh, Harris is a fantastic guy. I love watching him. Uh, and I discovered him about three or four years ago yep. when, when I was first getting into content creation myself. I and remember he was like one, your, one of your biggest role models. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I modeled a lot of my content after some of the lessons I was learning from him. I, I reshaped my studio and shooting experience mm-hmm. and way I put everything together around lessons that I learned from watching and listening to his stuff. And I, I want to give a toast to Harris, not only because of for being a role model for me personally, but looking at the tens of thousands of people and the way that he has taught people how to work the YouTube analytics to what's important and what's not. Um, and I know this isn't your audience specifically with Instagram and and fashion and beauty and things mm-hmm. like that, but it's influencing in general. 100%. Right? How yeah. he uh, has been open and sharing about how to work algorithms, how to do tagging, how to make good thumbnails, how to tune your gear the right way. And now the guy that had a bit of a flame out from Vine was literally on the verge of getting a job the day his first YouTube video went viral. Like he was about to accept a wow. job and he went to Kenzie and he said, I think I can make this work. I love that. And she was like, we might can make it three more months yeah. and then he got to get a job. Yeah. And he made it work. 
and that was in 2017. I want to timestamp it because he is almost, he is wrapping up construction of their new home in 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 Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. and they are it has a full basement with a recording studio with uh, a full stream room, a place to shoot B roll. Oh my god. He has done so well. He has created royalty-free music for streamers. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. Streambeats.com. Streambeats. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for music for any of your video or audio content, it's completely royalty-free. It's available on all the streaming services. Just search for Streambeats. You can even go to Streambeats.com, and it'll link you straight to all the playlists. And you can download WAV files of the songs yeah. to include. And there's anything from lo-fi to synthwave to hip-hop mm-hmm. to hi-fi. All of it is in there. And but, what was the guy? He was like from Europe or something, and he helped. Uh, Sam. Sam, yeah. Sam was his editor for, for these past few years. Sam has kind of struck out on his own. Oh, and is, okay. That's is cool. trying to do a lot of the same things that Harris was doing two or three years ago. Harris has refocused on running businesses and... Mm-hmm. You know, he says he spends ninety percent of his time making YouTube content, even though it gets him ten percent of the re- of his return. Right, mm-hmm. but uh, the stuff, the passive income structures that he's built around Streambeats, they're going in. They're going to build a whole record label and sign oh independent God. artists. That's and, right. What's the name of that? Uh, Senpai Records. Senpai. That's right. I remember yeah. when you told me about it. Yeah. It's been so cool because, like, I'm not just like you're not really in this world of mine of influencing, um, and I'm not really in your world of, of that kind of content creation. I know how like much you've looked up to him and loved following him, and his and his wife's story has been so cool. Yeah, it's been really fun. That's a really good toast. Thank you. Thank I you. love that. I love Harris, and uh, they're they just had their first kid. They've been trying. I, I think they did, they ended up doing. Um, in vitro, mm-hmm. it was really difficult. They had a hard time getting pregnant, and they just they just had the birth of their first baby. Wow, it's That's it, so what exciting. an amazing ride to sit. If you look back and like look at the timeline of where they've been over the last yeah. decade, from just superstardom overnight on Vine, yeah. to kind of crashing and fizzling out to the point they had to go back to work, to kind of just struggling until he could make Twitch and YouTube work. Like that whole story arc to me is like never giving up on your dream. Yeah, yeah. Like never giving up on your dream. He totally. never gave up. I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. Cheers, Harris. Um, well that is our show. Oh, we, we did it. Yeah, we did it. How do you feel? It's kind of cool. Actually, yeah, this, this podcasting thing's kind of neat. Oh, I know. <laughs> We're, inside joke because yeah. he used to have a podcast network and I've, had, po- I've had several how many of your own podcasts have you had three or four at least well everyone has been asking us when we're going to start our own podcast so we'll see one day maybe maybe sort of, we'll see. <laughs> see but anyway porches if you're still with us thank you so much for listening and um Ooh, i know we- this part i'll do chrissy's part okay yeah Oh, 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 okay. Well, we're not ready for the very ending yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, but cue that up. Keep that keep that queued up because I have to talk about the tea timeline. So at the end of every show, we play a voicemail from our tea timeline, 757 Tea Time. And you can call in, you can roast an influencer, you can roast me or Chrissy or me and Nick. Did we ever even say your name at the beginning of the show? I yeah, know. I think we did when we yeah. introduced you. Anyway, um, you can toast an influencer. You can talk about something that you heard on the show or a topic that you want us to discuss on the show. Um, and we will always make your voice anonymous. You can also text that line too if you don't want to call in. 
And then we have a Facebook group called Roast and Toast where you can um, just post. You can also post anonymously as well. There's that option. And you, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Roast and Toast. And also, if you listen to us and you subscribe to our show, if, first of all, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. That would be amazing for us. And also like you'll get the episode as soon as it airs every week, but leave us a review, leave us some love, leave us some stars. Like even if it's just one star, even if you just want to roast us, we, we love it. Um, but we will, we'll play the uh, voicemail now. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but it's because I'm follow you on I'm social like media. Off my, yeah. As, you can follow me at Esther. So extra. And I'm, I don't, I've never used my Instagram anymore. Yeah. So, um, and I subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> exactly. And what's your YouTube channel? Uh, search for data center dude okay. on YouTube and you'll okay. find me if you're into tech videos, but most of you aren't going to be, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not um, into anything you guys are doing either. So that's fine. It's, 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 it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Um, all right. So Borches, we will see you next week. And until then, rub out the hate. Holler if you need some lube. Bye. Bye. You have got to talk about the trip that Jamie Austin, Darylin Jenner, um, Tara Newton, and oh, who's the other one? Amber Massey went on. Oh my gosh, like tell me your new money and have no class. Like money cannot buy you class because these bitches, like, oh, they're showing like, here, here's me. One of two times, stepping in pig poop. Here's another time, here I am, stepping in pig poop and they're showing it. They're showing videos of pigs taking a shit. Like, come on, that's just trashy. Like, get some class. I can never imagine Champagne Chanel posting something like that. But, um, they also did, Danny and Daryl and Dinner had to go to the bathroom. So what did they do? Just peed in the ocean. That's normal. Except that they peed in ocean that only came up to their knees. So basically they sat in the ocean while they were being filmed. Peeing. Right there for everybody. Between all the boats. For everyone to watch. Not out in the ocean. Not where it's waist high. Just right there. Right next to each other. Their pee all swirling around. It's fucking disgusting. Like, come on, girls. Like, Take some etiquette lessons. I don't know. I don't know how to fix these women, but they're just trash.